CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. R3's plan to muscle in on the utility settlement coin project didn't go as planned. Good evening. I'm Mark Hochstein, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you the top stories from September 5th. On today's show, digital currency researchers at the People's Bank of China are expanding their footprint. And Ripio is expanding its crypto-powered loan offering across South America. We'll speak with Coindesk reporter Brady Dale about an ambitious and expensive plan by startup Civic to boost user numbers. But first, a word from our sponsor. Master financial technology online with the 10-week Oxford FinTech program. Interacting with an international cohort of business leaders and over 60 guest experts, you'll gain a practical introduction to key financial technologies and their business applications. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com. R3, one of the most prominent startups in the sector, tried unsuccessfully this summer to muscle in on another blockchain consortium, the Utility Settlement Coin Project managed by tech vendor Clearmatics. Sources say that in early June, R3 proposed to the USC's bank members that the project be built on the startup's Corda platform, instead of Clearmatics, which has been building the platform since the project's inception in 2015. To lure the banks to make this switch so late in the game, R3 offered to fund the technical development out of its own pocket, and to even to pay a share of the legal fees. However, the idea was unanimously rejected by the 17 consortium members when put to a vote. R3's overture to USC was an attempt to leverage the work the company's already done with cash settlement on Decorda. Some people say the USC project could be comparable to what SWIFT brought in the 1970s to the banking sector, if it gets the full go-ahead from central banks and regulators. The People's Bank of China's Digital Currency Research Lab has opened a new municipal office in the provincial capital of Jiangsu Province. The goal, according to officials, is to apply technologies developed by the lab in pilot programs with banks and academic institutions, such as the PBOC's Jiangsu branch, the Bank of Jiangsu, and the University of Nanjing, all of which co-founded the center. As previously reported by Coindesk, the research lab has filed more than 40 patent applications related to the creation of a central bank digital currency, incorporating the core features of a cryptocurrency. Coindesk also reported this week 
that a blockchain-based trade finance platform initiated by the PBOC has entered the testing phase across several participating commercial banks, seeking to ease the financing burden for small businesses. Argentinian startup Ripio is making peer-to-peer microloans available today to all its 200,000 Bitcoin wallet users in Argentina, Mexico, and Brazil. Based in Buenos Aires, the company raised $37 million in an ICO last year to build a Ripio credit network, which matches individual lenders and borrowers across the globe using smart contracts on Ethereum. Ripio said it has 3,000 lenders on the network, many of them located in Asia, and they're issuing loans for up to $730, though the average size is about $146. It's interesting the way this project works. The borrowers on Ripio Credit Network receive the loans in fiat, but the network itself is powered by RCN, which is an Ethereum-based token. The way it works is that the lenders will transmit the funds in RCN. A cut of those tokens goes to various third parties involved in the lending process. Think of credit scoring providers, co-signers of the loans, identity verifiers. And then finally, a wallet provider like Ripio will convert the RCN into fiat and then disperse it to the borrower. It's important to note that Ripio's technology is available to the underbanked. And that's really important in Latin America. If you look at World Bank statistics from last year, around 30% of adults in Brazil alone are unbanked, and 54% in Colombia. The most important conference in crypto is coming to Asia later this month. Coindesk Consensus Conference lands in Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore, September 19th, just a few weeks away. September 19th and 20th, rather. Register today at coindesk.com backslash events. And now we'll speak with Coindesk reporter Brady Dale, who has a new update on Civic, the decentralized identity startup founded by crypto investor Vinnie Lingham. Welcome, Brady Dale. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Going all right. So you have an interesting story today about Civic and their attempts to uh, jumpstart the growth of their user base. Well, let's start by taking a step back. Just explain for those who aren't familiar what Civic is and what they're trying to do. Yeah, so a lot of people in crypto are interested in this idea of decentralized identity. So the kind of thing where, just as an example, you could go to a bar you know, and you need to show you're 21, and you could just prove to them just that you're 21 without giving them your address and name and, you know, yeah, and all, and all that stuff. It'd just be like, it would just be like, it is provable that you are 21. And so, and so that's an example of identity verification, right? A super simple one. And so Civic is, uh, was one of the pioneering crypto startups in identity, wanted to create a decentralized identity platform, uh, one in which, you know, not just Civic, but lots of people could provide services that answered questions about people and could provide these proofs and other companies could come in and and say what kind of identity problems they need and those, those people would meet in the middle. And so they did an ICO. Uh, last year, they raised $33 million in, you know, mid-2017, so before the before the run-up, and, uh, and to, to launch this service. And, and now it's starting to come out into the world. 
And when they did this ICO, the tokens that, that they sold, did they give you a share of equity or, or, or did these tokens have some sort of a, a purpose on the platform? Yeah, these are these tokens are tokens for running. They're, they're not equity. They're, you know, your classic uh, utility token. So they're tokens for, you know, making uh, making exchanges on the platform. Yeah. So, for example. Well, so if you were, you know, if you were uh, buying at any services, you know, if you were paying for you were paying for answering some question about a user, you would you would if you were doing it on the civil pla- civil protocol, you would pay in civil tokens. Interesting. So, uh, so what are they up to this week? Civic uh, is uh, they're they're in a promotional period now to try to get more people onto the protocol uh, to get more users and also to get more businesses who need identity services uh, to use the civic protocol to, to solve those problems. And so uh, from the very beginning, they set aside 33% of the total 1 billion tokens, those 333 million tokens uh, for you know network growth, for growth hacking. And so from now to the end of the year, if you are getting identity services, well, if you're a business who needs identity services and you're on the civil protocol, uh, it won't it won't cost you anything to to answer those questions about your users. Uh, Civic will just pay for it out of their out of this reserve pool of Civic tokens, and Civic will be the one that does it. Civic will be the one who answers the questions for now. They haven't put the other verifiers into the system yet, uh, but they'll they'll pay for themselves and their additional new staff out of this reserve pool of tokens. And and I imagine that if you're just a regular corporation and you're curious about this, that might remove a roadblock uh, just to starting it because if you had to buy these tokens, if you didn't participate in that sale, you'd have to buy these tokens on the market. Right. Well, and even, I think even more than that, probably the other thing that's appealing if you're a new company is just that it's going to be free. I mean, you know, typically <laughs> that too, yes. um, doing doing a KYC for, you know, um, a co-founder of Vinny Lingham told me that, you know, your typical KYC cost is $2 per user, which, you know, isn't that much money, but it starts to add up. You were talking about thousands of users. Um, and it can be way more for higher level services. So, uh, so it's just you you get to join. You're, if you're you're look, shopping around for for an identity provider right now, and for two months you can get you can get it free from someone. That's probably going to be fairly appealing. So, and and and, and who's going to use these? I mean, is there, I mean, are, are banks going to going to use this for their KYC? Is it going to be crypto exchanges? Is it just going to be? So far, that most of their part. I mean, they did a thing at at you know our consensus event with Anheuser Busch where they verified that people were 21 and you know gave out these beers. So. Uh, that's a that's a, a a large partner, but most of their partners at this point are in the crypto economy. So it's you know it's companies doing ICOs that need to do KYCs on their customers. It's some other crypto companies like Shapeshift uh, are checking on folks for them. So uh, yeah, I think most of their most of their businesses thus far have been crypto. But you know, like you said, the fact that um, this sort of initial crypto jump at the start has been dealt with by Civic at least in the next couple months. Uh, that might help bring on some more traditional businesses who also, you know, lots of people need to verify who their who their customers are. So, so what's next? I mean, if if they, you know, if 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 they get a lot of users on the platform, then 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 you know, you know, where, where could it go from here? Um, yeah, well, I mean, so uh, so Lingham's argument is that the more people come on, the more they can drive down prices for identity services. You know. Uh, they contend that a lot of the existing players in the space are getting money out, getting money out of folks uh, for uh, for a lot of other reasons. They're selling people's identity off and things like that. Their system prevents that, and so they argue that by lowering by by just sort of making a system 
that simply charges people for nothing other than the verification for making it as simple as possible. They're going to put margin pressure on the whole identity industry, which will be very disruptive. So uh, we'll see if that's true. Um, but that's that's their claim: is there they are they are shrinking the scope of the work down and thereby lowering the cost. We'll keep an eye on this as it develops. I think it's going to be very important to this whole ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. Late Confirmation is brought to you by Oxford University's Said Business School. You can now study fintech entirely online with Oxford University's Said Business School. The 10-week program gives you the tools you need to build the future of transactions and commerce. You'll explore emerging technologies that will disrupt marketplaces and financial services and examine the state of the industry and plan disruptive intra and entrepreneurial interventions. Throughout the program, you'll be exposed to key ideas, principles, and frameworks from CEOs of leading startups, corporate leaders, and instructional leaders at the forefront of research in the space of future commerce and transactions. Find out more at OxfordExecFintech.com. For more on today's stories, and to subscribe to our three newsletters, we've got three of them, folks. We've got Coindesk Weekly, we've got the Daily Blockchain Bytes, and we've got the Markets Newsletter for all you chart geeks out there. To subscribe to those, check out Coindesk.com. Find us on Twitter, at Coindesk. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For Coindesk, I'm Mark Hockstein, and this has been Late Confirmation. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.